0: Hi, I'm Heidi Bragg, and this is Life, Cancer, Etc. The goal of this podcast is to connect you with resources that will improve your life so you can be happier, more resilient, and less stressed. Okay, so today I'm here with Lori Thompson. Lori's an RN. She has her Bachelor of Science in Nursing as well, and she's my nurse. And I say that very <laughs> territorially. She is my nurse yes. in the Radiation Oncology Department at Moffitt. So, hey.
1: How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm here in my closet recording studio, as I always say. Makeshift. <laughs> yeah, it works. Um, yeah. So, Lori. Tell us a little bit about you and about how you ended up in radiation oncology and in Tampa.
1: Sure, sure. So um, I graduated in 2005 from University of Massachusetts Amherst, and um, I got my bachelor's in nursing at there. And when I came down to Florida for my senior year spring break, I realized how cold Massachusetts was. And I got out of Dodge and moved down to Florida. I didn't know anybody. Um, and started working at Tampa General. I worked med-surg for a little while to get my foundation and then moved to hospice, home health hospice for eight years, working with adults in pediatric populations, and then um, moved over here to Moffitt afterwards. So I've been here at Moffitt for five years. I've floated through all of the clinics for a while as a float, and now I have been in radiation for about four years.
0: Yeah, it's And I don't know, I haven't, I was telling people, I haven't met a jerk at Moffitt. Like, (laughs) I really haven't. I I had one tech one time who was less than super friendly.
1: Yeah. And like, that's it.
0: Moffitt hires really good people. It feels like they hire for cultural fit as well.
1: Yeah, we do. And we actually have to take a personality exam. Um, That's very difficult. And if you don't pass it, even if you're a stellar provider or nurse or whatever your expertise is you don't get hired. (laughs) So I think it's good. They make sure that they hire compassionate um, staff. Yeah.
0: Well, and don't you think it takes, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to work in oncology?
1: Right. And I think that's why they have to do that personality test, right? Because, you know, in oncology every day is an extremely stressful day for our patients. They're long days, they're exhausting days. You're not usually feeling well, you know, some Sometimes you're hangry, um, so it's it's important to take that into consideration with how we respond as providers. If you're not in the best of mood because because you feel lousy, you know, so yeah, important to make sure that we we take that into consideration
0: for sure. And you and I, this is kind of an aside, but you and I have talked before about you doing pediatric hospice until you were eight months pregnant with your first child.
1: Yes, yes, and
0: I. I, I can't wrap my head around it, but I'm so grateful you were there to do it because it's benefited people like my friend Tay and our nephew Quinn
1: yeah. so much. It's um, thank you. It's it was definitely probably the hardest um, area that I've worked in. It, it um, you know, but I was happy that the kids and the family were able to be at home and that I could take some of that pain and give them comfort. Um, you know and just give them the the time at home together you know to continue mm-hmm. to make memories and and feel as good as they could while while being at home so
0: and for those of you for those of uh, people who may not know what are some of the services that hospice provides
1: um, So, there's nurses, there's doctors, there's home health aides that can give the baths because although the family can, it's also nice for the family to be able to kind of step back and just be a family member and not be the one always providing the hands on care. So, you know, we are able to do the pain management, any symptom management. There's social workers that will come in and help with the really difficult discussions that have to take place, you know, and, and you know, funeral arrangements and, um, there's chaplains. um, And then, you know, sometimes there's volunteers or sometimes 24 hour care or inpatient care that they can provide as well. So, yeah, we
0: now, and my experiences with it, it's been with my sister and my father and Mm -hmm. they were both at home and they both, you know, they weren't going to go into the hospital. They, or they my sister had been fighting cancer for like 19 months. And so her goal was to be home. She wanted to be home. My parents wanted her home and hospice made that possible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's my, my fondest memories of hospice is always sitting around a table where the families would just have out pictures and everybody's telling stories and laughing and that's what it's about, you know, and, and if, if you get the right fit, it's nice as a nurse to be able to kind of be a little bit of that family for a little while, you know, to get that, that closeness that the family also needs in order to have, you know, good closure.
0: It's true. It's really, uh, as I mentioned before, my brother's an ER doc. And when he came, and they, my dad died 10 days after diagnosis, so we were all rushing to get yeah. to where they were. Right. The hospice, I believe it was the doctor, or it might yeah. have been the RN, but they said, how involved do you want to be? And he's like, I'm here as a child, not as a medical professional. I I just want to be his son.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's important for his closure. It's way too difficult to make those decisions for your own family, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, I remember I was helping my mom with the meds Yeah. while my brothers and sisters and I were all helping, but I was kind of the one charting everything and whatever else and worried about, was this too much of this? Because we had a range we could give him of these different things to keep him comfortable. And yeah. and my brother said, "Hi, this is a natural process. Right. This is what's going to happen. Our job is to just keep him as comfortable as we can until that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's important. Very hard. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was very hard, but hospice...
1: Yeah, memories that you'll never forget. They they sit deep.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, um, when I first came to Moffat, I had had cancer before, because I've got to be an overachiever. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, what are some things that you either think people need to be aware of or wish they knew when they walked in the door for the first time?
1: Sure, I mean... You know, I think when patients first come to Moffitt, they're kind of like a deer in headlights, you know, absolutely so new, everything's so overwhelming, there's multiple options for treatment, and they really don't know what any of them are, right? Like, unless you've kind of been through this or supported somebody through it, you don't really know what the side effects of chemo are going to be, you don't know what radiation is, I didn't know what radiation was. And I, you know, I mean, I knew the basics, but you don't know all of what it entails, you know? So, you know, I just wish everybody knew that it's, you know, we're in your corner. We're here to help you. Um, we're going to teach you everything there is to know. And, you know, we're fighting for you too. You know, we don't want to lose either. Right. Like we want to see you win this battle and we equally as well want to cure you, you know? So we are definitely in your corner rooting for you the whole time.
0: For sure. And I was talking
1: to,
0: well, I talked to you guys and I also talked to Dr. Broll and I was like, I'm going to come back for my appointment because we're moving across the country. Right. Like that's a long schlep. And I'm like, okay, A, beach. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really my, my first reason is you guys are invested in me. Yeah. I'm invested in the work that we've already had done and the, what to me are miracles we've already seen. Sure. So let's just keep on a roll like that, you know?
1: I mean, especially like for somebody like you, it's, it's funny because even our MRI radiologist knows you by name.
0: (laughs) Dr. Jong, right?
1: Yes. Yes. And you know, our, um, you know, our dosimetry team, like they know you, you know, and, um, You don't know them. You've never met them, but they definitely know you and they're rooting for you too. You know, so it's just, there's a lot of people behind the scenes, even that you wouldn't even know that are a hundred percent in your corner.
0: And, uh, I was talking to a friend's roommate, uh, on Sunday night who has recently been diagnosed with breast cancer and it's like the triple threat, whatever Mm -hmm. She's stage one, which is great. Yeah, already had a lumpectomy. And she's moving forward with chemo this week. And, and they had listened to some of these podcasts that I've been doing with people who've been through it. And, and I said, Do you have a minute for our call? Do you want to talk at all? So the three of us sat and talked. And um, it's just, it's interesting. I said, Are you comfortable with your care team? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she said, Yeah, I think so. I said, You know, if, if something feels off, look into that. But if it doesn't, if you're happy with them and she is, yeah. I'm like, that's great. I th- follow your gut. I really, I think some, you want to be at the best place you can be for the kind of cancer you have. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. you also need to find somebody that you're a good fit with.
1: Yeah. You have to be able to have that connection, you know, um, because I think it's, it, it's important. You have to be comfortable reaching out and, Making sure that you know you're not holding back because you feel like you're going to bother us, which you never are. You know we, we want you to call,
0: <laughs> and I
1: do. Yeah, yes, as I want you to. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's it's just nice because I try not to come to you guys unless I've tried all the things I know will
1: work. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then go. Hmm, this is still a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Phone. So. A <laughs> Say again. Phone a friend. Yes. <laughs> totally. Totally. And um. What was the other thing I was going to say about that? There was one other thing I was thinking. You guys are really good about helping with records too. I mean, Moffitt has a patient portal, which is (laughs) awesome. And I've got everything I need there. But if I'm getting an outside test done or whatever else, you guys have been tireless in tracking stuff down.
1: Yeah. That last one, we really worked hard. And then Jenna, one of our CCAs, she really pulled some strings on that one to make it happen. So she's, she's a rock star.
0: Now that was awesome. I, yeah. and I greatly appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. You guys never make me feel like my questions are stupid questions. No, no there's no stupid question, you know, because you don't know the terminology you don't know. You'll throw out acronyms. I'm like, I'm sorry, wait, what does that mean?
1: Right. right. Yeah. Well, cause we didn't know either, you know, so sometimes, you know, we have to remember that, you know, where we started, you know, and it's not, it's, it can be a foreign language to many people.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of foreign languages, if you're you need to be someplace where they've got good translators. And Moffat does in like how many yeah.
1: languages? Do
0: you have any idea?
1: Um, I, we can get a translator for basically any language. Um, some of them have to be over the phone, the video iPads. Okay. But any language we can communicate with.
0: Which is awesome, and yeah. it's I, I just think. We used to be maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago, we were in this kind of paternalistic medical sort of model where the doctor said this and you said, okay, and whatever else. And I have always felt very, very encouraged. Not that I wouldn't anyway, because you know me, whatever, but, <laughs> but very encouraged to be an active, super active participant in my own care. Yeah. I feel like you guys are these really knowledgeable consultants that I can come to and ask advice. And I always say, if it was your mom or your sister, what would you do?
1: Right. Yeah. And sometimes where we, we say, Oh, that's a tough question. Cause there's, it's it's hard. It's very hard.
0: Cause you've got to weigh risks and rewards. And you know, I'm dealing with lungs that are damaged from radiation, but I don't have that sarcoma in my heart anymore.
1: Correct. You know, yeah. So sometimes it's, yeah, risk versus benefit. You know, we know that there's going to be some side effects from the treatment, but
0: here you but, are. Yeah, but here I am.
1: There you are.
0: <laughs> and I think, um, what, what are some of the, oh, what are some of the things you told me about radiation? Like if I started to feel gross during that process, there were some specific things you told me and sadly, I can't remember them right now.
1: Yeah. So, well, for you specifically, because, you know, we radiated your heart, um, you know, you were having a lot of, you know, pain with swallowing and um, that heartburn. Remember how bad that was? You know, mm-hmm. radiation side effects are cumulative. So usually the first, you know, week or two of treatment, depending on how long your treatment is, you feel fine. Um, you almost, yeah, I think it was week three that it started yeah. to come up. It's like patients are like, well, are you even doing anything, you know? And then it's like, you know, the end of the treatment and the two weeks after, they're like, oh, yes, yes, you were. That's so painful. So, you know, it's usually the week after patients finish that they truly feel they're kind of worse. So it depends on where in their body that we're radiating, you know, Um, like if we're radiating your stomach, you're going to, you know, maybe have some, some looser stools and some upset stomach, some nausea, things like that. Um, so it just depends on where we're, where we're treating. Um, but definitely the week after is usually when you kind of feel the biggest side effects.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was surprised. I just felt really tired.
1: Yeah. The fatigue. Oh, all, anybody that gets radiation, that's the main side effect is fatigue.
0: Oh, well, there you go. I was right on track. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, and also the mouth, the, what was it? The Kessler's?
1: Kessler's cocktail specific for you definitely helped. that helps like with the burning in the mouth. um, And you can swallow it sometimes if you're having pain with swallowing as well. So yeah, that
0: helped a lot. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what, um, what's your biggest takeaway from your work? What's maybe what are a couple of lessons that you've learned in the last few years?
1: Well, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway in in all of my fields of nursing is that tomorrow is not guaranteed to be the same as today. So I might have tomorrow, but it might look a lot different than it does today, um, whether it be a car accident or cancer or who knows what. Um, so to make memories, you know, just to kind of make sure that every, every day is I wake up with a purpose, you know, and some motivation. And that kind of gives me the drive to just spend as much time as I can with family and friends and just, well, you know, not, not so much during COVID, but, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> but to, you know, with my kids just to really um, make sure I'm present and yeah. every opportunity possible.
0: I like that because everybody says tomorrow's not a guarantee, but what you said is more of what I've dealt with tomorrow might look a lot different,
1: a lot different. So I may be here, but you may be, I mean, you know, when you're in the middle of treatment, your whole life is consumed, you know, you can't make plans. You can't, I mean, you can, but you don't really know if you're going to be able to do them or how you're going to be feeling. And you're at the hospital all the time, getting your treatment, blood work. You know, it's just, it's, it's very time consuming. And I think that especially for patients that have kids, I think their biggest issue is the time that they're missing with their kids, you know, and their family and how much that bothers them. Yeah, we tried to,
0: I mean, it was even like sitting around watching a particular t- TV show that we'd binge or that we'd watch night after night. Yeah. Because that was all I had energy to do.
1: Right. Right but it was something. Yes, but you're still together. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's a really good one. Um, Any other tips and tricks for patients that you can think of off the top of your head that we haven't talked about?
1: I mean, really, I I think sometimes patients look at the the distance of how long their treatment is and they get very overwhelmed. So I usually try to tell them, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. For sure. So you need to take things slow and you need to take things minute by minute because you can have a bad day, but the next day you got to wake up and straighten that crown and fight, right? Because, because you need to push through, uh, uh, you know, the, the chemo, the radiation, you know, even surgery, it, it can all wipe you down, but you, you gotta get back up and, And just like you, you're going to recover, you know, it's just, it takes time, you know, it takes almost a full year to kind of feel like you're back to normal again. At least I would say
0: up to 18 months. In my case, it felt.
1: Correct. It's different, right? Because you went through a pretty intense treatment. So to say
0: yeah, and on the heels of that surgery, and that's probably why.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So. Let's see a couple more things. I'd like to know a few of your bucket list items. That's the next thing.
1: Sure. Um, again, it goes back to making memories. So traveling is really important to me. Um, We do a lot of camping with the kids. That's how I grew up camping. Um, so for my fortieth birthday, which is not this summer, next summer, um, I would like you're
0: so young. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I want to take three weeks off of work and Dr. Nagavi does not know that yet. Cause he may not love that idea, but I know he'll support it. Um, I want to take that time and take my kids out West and go see all the national state parks out there.
0: Oh dude, we'll be there by then. We'll be in Oregon. Yeah. So you've got to
1: go. yeah, I want to do like Utah, Wyoming, maybe, um, um, South Dakota. There's some awesome parks out there as well. So we'll let you know. I'll send you I'll send you my itinerary. So that's, For sure. definitely, that's definitely one of them. And um, just again, just traveling and making memories with the family is really um, top on my list. I like to just sightsee and hike and outdoorsy. That's
0: awesome. Keeps the yeah. girls busy, too.
1: Um, okay,
0: so probably on the heels of that, what are some of your favorite places to be? They can be specific or a situation.
1: Yeah. So a hundred percent with my kids and my, my husband and my family. Um, I don't know if it's from, you know, working pediatric hospice or not. That gives me kind of a little bit of like, um, I don't know. Like I always want to be with them, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I, just, I'm my happiest when I'm definitely with them and with our friends and family, just kind of, whether it's playing baseball in the backyard or on a trip somewhere, it doesn't really matter. I just enjoy the, the closeness, you know, whether we're visiting my family up North in Massachusetts, you know, just kind of being together, um, is definitely mm-hmm. my favorite place to be. That's awesome. Well, if I have to have cancer,
0: visiting with you guys is one of my favorite places to be, so you know that.
1: <laughs> but it sure is nice to not see us every day while you're in radiation, right? <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: I mean, I miss the banter, but not enough to go back and get radiation. Definitely not, yes. Well, Lori, thanks so much for doing this. I I really appreciate it. Lori got approval from her supervisor and everything so she could do this, and I just think it's helpful to have perspectives kind of across the spectrum.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys are the ones that are doing the hard work. The patients are, you know, every day putting up a fight and um, where, you know, I'm, I'm in awe of you because I know how much strength that takes um, mentally and physically. So kudos to you as well. Thanks lady.
0: As you can tell from that interview, Lori is a rock star and I am so grateful to have her in my corner. I also really appreciate her taking the time to do this interview. As we head further into the holiday season, please look for the good, count your blessings, and make it a really great week.